You're listening to Thunder Quack Podcast Network. This is the Thunder Quack Podcast. The official podcast of Thunder Quack Podcast Network where anything can happen. So strap yourselves in and hold on to your butts. It's Thunderquack time! Hello and welcome back to the Thunderquack podcast, the official podcast of Thunderquack.com, which you can get early every Tuesday over at patreon.com slash thunderquack, just like our Patreon producers, Brian Murawski and JJ Samuel, or you can wait and get it late every Friday on podcast services across the galaxy. Uh, I'm one of your hosts, Michael Cohen. And I'm your other host, Amanda Conkin. And we are recording this on Monday, November the 2nd, 2020. Uh, it is currently 9.43 p.m. And uh, which actually it's like 1043 p.m. because because uh, of, of the time change, mm-hmm. the the daylight savings, such and such. So that's probably why I feel so tired. But uh, uh, the reason why I point all of that out is because tomorrow um, uh, all hell is going to break loose. And uh, and so uh, you're either listening to this as that's happening or. Uh, after it has already happened. So you're living in a beautiful, brave new world in which all of your dreams have come true and in which democracy has proven to be, for the first time in history, a successful system. (laughs) Because let me just say, how modern is democracy? I don't think people understand how modern democracy is and how flawed. Anyways, but I, let's... I it's I can only talk so much, so let's pepper in the politics throughout because I can't just like. Oh, we're the whole point is that we're not going to talk okay. about it because what because we like, don't know we don't yeah, know what's going on. By the on. time so, that you're listening to this, uh, it's irrelevant. And, and let this be so. Let this be a reprieve from the apocalypse for you while you listen to us talk about awesome nerdy things. Yeah. Um, now, if you do want to hear us talk about the doom and gloom, uh, then you you needed to be subscribed at the five dollar level or uh, no, sorry, the ten dollar level or above to get the uncut episode, um, which you would have gotten on Tuesday morning, and and then you could hear me talk for almost half an hour about yeah. about yeah. what's happening uh, yeah. and and what the likely outcomes are, mm-hmm. uh, and see if I was right or wrong. I uh, I don't know. Time will tell. I, but I, I, instead we're just going to talk about, I don't know, Star Wars probably. Mostly Star Wars, but also it's a recap from Halloween. Cause I, I yeah. felt like I watched a lot of spoopy stuff this, this Halloween and my sister, it was so funny. I was, I like, she's in a, in a group cause she's going to come um, to join us in Tofino. And so she's in a group with my friends. And so I was saying like, we're going to watch spoopy movies. And she, she would, cause she was at my house before I came and she's like, why did you say spoopy? What is spoopy? What does that even mean? And I'm kind of like, you know, like cute spooky. And she's like, what? And I'm like, I don't know. What do you think spoopy is? Because to me, it's like, it's like not spooky or scary. It's like spoop. So like Beetlejuice, I feel yeah. is like a spoopy movie. <laughs> yeah. Or Hocus Pocus or yeah. yeah. Which, uh, so anyways, oh, yeah. so, 
So the the spoopy movie that I watched this weekend that I didn't realize until I was watching it that I'd never seen before was uh uh the Adams Family. <laughs> the, so okay, so you have to be really clear. Yeah. The first live action Adams Family film. Correct. Yeah, not okay. the animated film that just came out, but like yeah. straight up the one with like um uh oh my gosh the Back to Raul. the Future dude and <laughs> Christopher uh, Angelica, Lloyd yeah Angelica Houston Angelica Houston Raul, yeah. Raul Gulia yeah and uh and uh uh Wednesday Adams uh, Christina Ricci yep like awesome I don't know just because it's permeated popular culture so much I just had assumed that I had watched it and I was I was watching it and I was like oh <laughs> nope <laughs> like I I didn't know. I mean, spoilers for the Adams Family, I guess, if you've never seen that movie. But, like, I straight up didn't know, because I knew that Lester was the uncle, but I didn't Fester. know. Fester. Okay, well. But I didn't I didn't know that the plot of the first movie was him, like, pretending to not be the uncle. So I'm like, maybe I've seen the second one? Yeah. I'm thinking, like, I'm like, maybe, because I'm like, I'm like, surely I've seen the Adams Family. But it just straight up. You was may not you may have seen the like, second one because the second one I I sort of just ignores the fact that he's not actually the that he's not actually Fester. Um, but I thought he was. I thought isn't that like the thing at the end that he actually is Fester? Uh no, I don't think so. I that's that's that wasn't. But we just watched it a little while ago. That wasn't really. What? my I thought that, like the whole like the whole thing is that he actually was who he. Who they thought he was. He had literally 25 years ago actually been found. And he actually was the guy that, like, he got he got lost in the Bermuda Triangle. Uh, maybe. Uh-huh. I don't... I think that he just gets, like, uh, uh, banged around and shocked and electrocuted enough no. that he just thinks that. No, because he, he, he knew the dance. Because basically they were explaining it to me, like, the, the like, Mamushka dance or whatever it is. Yep. That it's like he remembers that because he's the brother. I'm gonna and look this like, up. Is like, Fester? I, like I think that that's the whole point is that they, he like is pretending to be the brother, the real Fester. and then he actually turns into the real brother, and it's like turns out that he actually is the real brother, and that's the twist. Is that oh, like, okay, yeah, no, yeah. Uh, in, in I mean, like I don't. This is just from Wikipedia. In the movie yeah. The Adams Family, Fester, played by Christopher Lloyd, is the long lost brother of Gomez Adams. It is later discovered that Gordon. Is actually Fester found by Abigail. His accident has yeah. caused him to suffer from amnesia, which is eventually cured by a lightning strike to his head. There you go. Yeah. I feel like it's. I feel like there's a little bit of wiggle room. It's a little open to interpretation, but that's fine. Uh, in the in the second one, uh, the second one is about is is uh, is a summer movie. It's about like the the kids yeah, go, like to they go to summer like, camp. Summer camp. And yeah, uh, yeah and uh, and 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 I think. I think somebody tries to uh, woo Fester. I think that's. Oh yeah, see that's the thing. The I think I remember watching that because I remember that. Like that's my memory of Fester is him yeah. trying to have a girlfriend or somebody like is trying to like. That's my that's so that's why I always just thought he was the uncle, and then yeah. it was watching this one where I'm like, so that's what makes me think that I've watched the second one. But anyways, that was kind of fun because usually I just watch. I wasn't even watching it. Like I came in late. Because my friends were just watching it on the TV, and I was like, oh, Adam's Family. And then I started watching it, and I was like, oh, <laughs> okay. <laughs> I don't I'm, know I, <laughs> I'm looking at, I'm looking at uh, 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 IMDb as, as we're talking about this, and um, realizing that <laughs> this is ridiculous. 
that Carol Kane, uh, who people might recognize uh, as um, as as uh, the she's the the landlord in um, Unbreakable Kimmy Schmidt. Uh, she plays the 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 grandmother in she was she in the first one did she play that character in the first one as well the the granny the the oh is she just she's just a character actor so that would i mean that makes sense am i thinking of the wrong person i might be thinking of the wrong person because i don't i don't really watch unbreakable skimmy suits what's her name carol king carol kane i yeah she's a character actor like you'll you would you would recognize her she in the first one? Maybe she's somebody else in the first one. Hmm. Played by somebody else in the first one. Uh, yeah, it's play okay. Played by a different actor in the first one. That that gotcha. makes more sense. Because gotcha. I we uh, Adam's Family Values is definitely on the on the list of movies to watch. But uh, I was like, wow, she they did a lot of makeup on her to <laughs> get her to look that old. Um, anyways, I. I love Adam's no, family. She's in, she's in Adam's family values. She's not in the first one though. She's it's a oh, different is Adam's actor family that, values a different one? Oh, it's the sequel. Yeah, that's the sequel. So yes, I think I've seen Adam's family values because I yeah. just thought that that was the name of it. I didn't realize that it was different. Oh. No, the first one was just the Adam's family, and then Adam's family values is the is the sequel. Gotcha. Um, and which and the, the other main thing is that they have a baby, right? That they yes, because that's yes, like at the very yes. end of the okay, movie. Okay, 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 okay. Which which is yes. a big deal at the time because okay, so people who don't know, Adam's family started as a comic strip, um, kind of like it's kind of like a really dark version of Family Circus, you know, like it's like the mm-hmm. one panel, mm-hmm. like. Like the the kid has broken a toy and then has some really precocious caption at the bottom right. about yep. the economics in Guatemala or something, mm-hmm. and you're like, ha ha, that's funny. I don't like Family Circus. Um, <laughs> Adam's Family was it wasn't even Adam's Family when it started. They were just comics by this by by the the um, by the illustrator. I I oh man, I, how am I blanking on his name right now? Um, but I, I, he, he just has this really dark sense of humor and they, this is like started in the 1930s. So at the time it wasn't even like, I, I, it's not even like, like nowadays it's like silly, um, I don't know, like, like hot topic type humor right like everybody like would associate adam's family with like tim burton and and hot topic and yeah, all yeah. Of that sort of thing like the the uh, yeah i hear that uh, commercialized goth right yeah um but at the time in in the 1930s like in 1935 when when these comic strips were originally being published like they were controversial <laughs> because it was like this really dark humor um like like dealing with death and dealing with with a lot of really like morbid subjects that that most artists didn't go anywhere near um and eventually it evolved into the adams family like it's sort of as he drew these characters over and over again uh they eventually like they got names and 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 there became like a continuity within it and then it was a tv show in I think the 1950s, uh, black and white, right? 
um, and then and then just kind of like disappeared for a while, and then this movie was like a big deal uh, because it was like oh they're making a, like a an Adams family movie based on the TV show based on the comic strip, and most of the gags in the first movie one of the reasons why it feels kind of weird and disjointed um, is because most of the humor are like one for one like scenes from the comics like from the original source material so like the way that the movie opens with the with the carolers and then they're pouring the the boiling oil on them right I mean I I again I came in like just a little bit like right at the beginning but sort of like that's 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 like the like the opening of the movie it's like the cold open is that like the the there's these carolers caroling at their boiling oil on them yeah and they're on the roof and they're they're pouring a cauldron of boiling oil on them which is what you would do to invaders uh, (laughs) you know like if you had a castle Mm -hmm. right um it's it, it is literally like one of the one of the earliest comics for the Adams family is them mm-hmm. standing on the top of their, their house and then pouring, pouring, boiling oil on, on carolers. Um, so it's like, it, there's a, there are a bunch of different moments in the movie that are literally lifted from, from individual comic strip panels. Um, so that's why the, it kind of at times feels like, like this isn't really a part of anything. This is just a like almost like a vignette inside the movie. Mm-hmm. That's because they're just they're paying a lot of homage to that. The end of the movie when when Morticia reveals that she's pregnant with a third kid. There's no third kid in the comics. There's no third kid kid in the original TV series. Um, there was a TV series in the '90s after this movie was really popular, um, but like there there was no third kid. And so that was like that was them sort of like putting their stamp on it of like, like, oh, oh, we're continuing the story. Right. So then when Adam's Family Values came out, it was like that was a lot of original stuff. It was sort of Mm, them. And it's and and in my opinion, it's like it's a much stronger story. Um, Although I I really like the Adam's Family movie, like the first movie. Yeah. but but it's it is a little bit like okay we're kind of all over the place um and like the third act is really weird in that movie but <laughs> but Adam's family values is a little bit more more cohesive um but the the recent animated one is super good it's really really well done and and That's I awesome. wish that was done in Vancouver man uh yeah I, I wish that it would get a sequel I don't know that it yeah. will because it did not do well but um I mean, I don't think it did terrible. It did okay for animated films. Like, yeah, like I, a different you, you no, you say that, but animated films usually make a lot more money than than a regular film. Like, they're easier to make money, um, and like nobody talked about Adam's Family when it came out. It was it kind of came out and no one even noticed. Um, but I, it's it, it's a total bummer because Oscar Isaac is Gomez. In, no, I didn't know that. Yeah, and Charlize Theron is is Morticia. Oh, um, cool. Yeah, so it's I I, I mean, like the the downside of that is that I would have really loved to have seen those two actors play those characters in real life because I think that they could have nailed it. Oh yeah. But um, I don't know. I think that there's still hope. There's still lots of time for Oscar Isaac to play Gomez Adams. 
I didn't I I didn't realize that the guy that plays Gomez Adams I think like like died like not long after hey yeah he made that he made uh he sort of had a bit of a run there of like the the two Adams family movies and then I think his last movie was Street Fighter and then well no it says his last movie is Down Came a Blackbird but basically Street Fighter the movie in the same year so it's like I feel like they were um yeah, and he played M. Bison in Street Fighter, and uh, Street Fighter's not a great film. <laughs> that movie's got a lot of problems, uh, mostly that it, it makes absolutely no sense. But Ming-Na Wen is Chun-Li in that. Um, yeah, I mean, like, I it's a bad movie, but I like it. Uh, <laughs> but I like it because I was, like, eight. Nice. I mean, yeah, there's, there's, like, a nostalgia for stuff like that. Anyways, I'm glad that I watched it because... Again, my friends were just watching it because it's their own yeah. nostalgia stuff. And then I like I have my own like I we watch Hocus Pocus and um and uh, Nightmare Before Christmas. But it's like I kind of also wanted to watch Beetlejuice. I didn't get a chance to do that. So then... I I have an opinion on on Nightmare Before Christmas. I don't okay. think that it should be watched at Halloween. I mean, it doesn't. Yes, it's a Christmas movie. It's a Christmas movie. The earliest you can watch Nightmare Before Christmas is November first. Mm, okay, I mean that's my opinion. Wrong. That's, that's my opinion. I think that an, an ideal time to watch it is November 1st because it's literally like... That's when it starts. It starts. Yeah. So it's like... But I was in the mood for watching some Nightmare Before Christmas, so we did. Uh, and then uh, the other... We were going to watch Cabin in the Woods, so we didn't watch any actual scary movies because I'm literally in a cabin in the woods right now and I don't want to watch scary movies. <laughs> but um, two, two people that were here this weekend hadn't watched that movie and so I was like, oh my gosh, because I really like Cabin in the Woods. We've talked about that one already. We talked like, about it on the last episode. But, but, <laughs> or two episodes ago. But right? anyways, uh, but yeah. I, so we just watched spoopy movies. That's all, that's all I did this weekend. But it was, I just felt like Adam's family could be shared with this, yeah. this population. Take, taking it, taking it all the way back to the, to the beginning of this, when you were talking to your sister and her being like spoopy, what? Yeah. Like being confused by that. Yeah. I just need to note that, that I feel so much, uh, pity for people like your sister and my brother who just like, like, I, they probably also have way less anxiety than us, but, <laughs> but, like, they also like the 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 lows are not as low, but the highs are not as high because they don't get to experience like the ridiculous, absurdist stuff the way that we do. I think like they well, don't, they, don't they, they're just they're so closed off to so much of the world and so many of the great things <laughs> that about, the like, internet brings us the internet <laughs> and like... pop culture and stuff because they're because they they still think that they need to be cool. But it also was a thing where literally like I'm like. What do you mean? What's spoopy? Like I've never looked into what it is. And you've never had to. It's a. You've never had to explain it. I've never had to explain it to someone yeah. because people just know what you mean. Anyways, I googled it. It's like from a meme, and I'm like, of course, yeah. everything's from a meme. Of course. But it's like you don't. You shouldn't have to explain. It becomes its own thing after a while. So it's like yeah. it defies explanation because it's like, why do you? <laughs> why? Why do I need to explain that to you? <laughs> Anyways, so, yeah, it's. Um, it's it's a it's a special kind of, it's a nice lens through which to view the world though because I do it does it is nice to recognize that not everybody sees the world the same way that you do 
And it is one of the things that makes me realize that we get in our own little vacuums. And sometimes it's nice for me to just have a conversation with my sister and realize that there are reasons why it's important to have these conversations over and over and over again into our little echo chamber because sometimes they'll find their way out and meet yeah. other people. So. The, where, where I get frustrated with it is when uh, people from outside try and uh and and i i know that most of the time people are well-meaning but but i when they try and connect with you by like bringing something up for example crystal's stepdad this this evening (laughs) when i was picking up the girls was like i so hey i there's a there's a new disney there's a there's a new disney out uh with the 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 new one with the mask that you were wearing the other day <laughs> Aww, and it's like so and on. it's like let me let me just t- take that apart piece by piece <laughs> so that i can understand what you're trying to say to me which is uh that the se- season two of the mandalorian premiered uh and it was it was just like Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> Aww. Uh, I yeah. I know. <laughs> it's like, did you watch it? No, he, d- he didn't watch it. Are you going to watch to it? it uh, well, yeah. I don't know. Uh, it, also, it's it's like you know that there's a previous season. It's like yeah. It, so now, th- th- like this is the downside is that is that now he's gonna watch it, <laughs> and then I'm gonna have to and then I'm gonna have to answer a lot of questions that don't have simple answers because. I, I, Crystal's stepdad, Danny, he, he, uh, he, he asks questions that have definitive answers, <laughs> but that he doesn't care to know the answers to. Uh, and the best example that I can give of this is that, uh, for probably three or four years, he referred to the Avengers as the Fantastics. Like he called them the Fantastics. And he would say, uh, you go to that new movie about the Fantastics? And it was like, you're, he wasn't making fun of me. He wasn't, it wasn't mocking. He just couldn't remember <laughs> that the Avengers are called the Avengers, no matter how many times I told him. And, and like, he'll ask me a question and then it, like, no matter how brief I try and make the answer, he's lost interest by the time that, that I get to it. Because it's like some of this stuff can't be explained easily if you haven't watched the other movies you know what i mean like um and like like in order to watch the avengers he he felt that he needed to go back and watch iron man so he went back and he he watched iron man no i'm not done just wait okay he watched (laughs) iron man until the end of the first act when iron man builds the suit and blasts off and crashes in the dune and then gets rescued and he goes okay now i know how he's iron man and he stopped watching the movie he just stopped watching the movie and i was like did you not like it and he was like no i liked it so why didn't you finish the movie because i just needed to know how he becomes iron man well he's not iron man yet (laughs) that's not like that is like the beginning of him because it's so i as you can tell i get very perturbed by by uh, talking to muggles about this stuff because it's, it happens at work as well where people like a new star Wars movie will come out and people will come up to me. And I've said this before. They'll ask me like, what did you think? And that's why my response is 
uh, and I try and make it as unflippant as possible. I like Star Wars. It's like because because you don't you don't actually want to hear what I think about Rise of Skywalker because I'll talk for 45 minutes about it. And none of these points matter to the ordinary person who goes to see a movie. And then, as I've said uh, uh, in the last few weeks, they just leave afterwards. They just they they sit down, they watch a movie for two hours. And then when they're done watching the movie, they're finished. Like, like that's it. Yep. That was the experience. Yeah. Yep. Which I understand because when I eat dinner, usually when I'm done, I put the dish in the dishwasher and then that's the end of the meal. Right. Like like we're done. <laughs> we don't need to talk about mm-hmm. that yep. meal for the next three years. But I uh, but but uh, that's not how Star Wars works for me. Right. So people yep. people will ask, did you like it? And it's like yes or maybe i don't know i just say i like star wars because it's the easiest way to get out of the conversation without hurting anybody's feelings mm-hmm. uh my own included because it just it's because uh, then it, it it inevitably ends up like with the person losing interest in my answer and then and then i feel bad right and it's like well then just don't talk to me about this i don't ask you about sports you know, like I, if I don't care to hear the answer, because it's the same thing. If you ask somebody about like how the ex sports team is doing and if they're a sports fan, like they'll go on and on and on about, yeah, so and so shouldn't be pitching or I don't know, whatever. Right. Um, and it's like, I don't actually care. <laughs> Small talk is the worst. Oh, I will say that my mom did message me today mm-hmm. where she uh, just images from the local Penticton newspaper in which there was an article that Stephen Amell hurt himself on set. Yeah. Just without context. She just sent me the images. I'm like, thanks. Hurt him. No, he got, he was, he came down with COVID. Is that what it is? Yeah. People are saying that he had a back injury. Oh, maybe, maybe that's happened in the last little bit. I think it's in the last, in the last little bit. He also got injured on set. Okay. Um, Cause, cause they, they, no, I think he also got COVID. Yeah. He got COVID. I remember seeing that. Yeah. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and was out for like three weeks or something like that. Yeah. 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 And they basically like shot around his parts. Yeah. He's like the lead on this show. So it was tough. But, and so they're saying, I think it's just from a couple days ago. It's like two days ago that it's like, he's, he's healing from an injury on, on, he's something on, on heels or something. Anyway, it's called heels, but it's like specifically like people trying to relate. And I'm like, thanks mom. Haven't, haven't. I haven't really been following what Stephen Amell is up to, but it's cute that you care. I, I do like it that like, you know, I don't know. Sometimes it's nice to have people like try to relate to you from like outside of anyways, whatever we can, we can see differently on that point. Cause I think that mine is a little bit more innocuous. Whereas yours is a little bit more. Cause like I'm, I'm a, I'm a vague to anybody that doesn't know me. I'm a vague nerd, right? Like I'm, I'm a, a non-threatening nerd, if you will. Uh, yeah, you, uh, you're ashamed of it and you hide it from, I am not ashamed of it. Come on. (laughs) Come on, Mike. That's not fair. Uh, no, I'm just teasing you. I feel like as a, I feel like definitely in high school, I definitely didn't talk about being a nerd very often. That's what this is. This is why I, you're remembering stuff from 20 years ago. It's not that I, it's not that I am remembering (laughs) it. It is that I am holding that over your head. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's fair. I don't think I would like 18-year-old me. She wasn't yeah. the greatest. So I would I would love 18-year-old me. 
he was pretty cool. But yeah, I mean, I okay. Have I, I have I articulated this on the podcast before that I like look back towards because I think about time travel a lot as a general possibility in my life because that sometimes just things that you know there are weirder things in the world than time. But one of the things that I genuinely think about that kind of makes me sad, but also like really makes me realize how important our friendship is, is that literally if I was stuck back in time and I was in high school again, Mm -hmm. the only person that I would actually like be able to relate to as 34 year old me is you. Like you, like your version, your 17 year old you, like the, like I, like I could get along with 17 year old you, (laughs) but I don't think I could get along with 18 year old me. And also none of my friends when I was in high school knew any, and like my friends, like I still, and granted, this is the thing is that like, I am still friends with a lot of my high school friends. And I could definitely have conversations with them, but there is a vast part of my life that would not be like fully satisfied just <laughs> dealing with those. And so it's like, it's just, but I do kind of like that, that there was some, there was something where we have an enduring friendship for many reasons, because I didn't really know how much of a nerd I was until many years later. And then it became awesome. I don't know. I also didn't discover the internet until way later in like terms of like community. I feel like there's a lot of people that like really like saw the internet as like an escapism and I just never, I never utilized the internet in ways that I probably should have. Hmm. I, still I didn't, don't. I didn't have regular access to the internet until I was 19. Wow. Started paying for it myself. Um, yeah. Cause it was just not something that my parents paid for. <laughs> like they, even, even still today, it's like, they don't, they don't, I. Uh, they don't really get it. They don't, they still don't understand. Yeah. Like they still, they still watch television shows when they air. <laughs> like when like they're on dudes. TV. It's, it's yeah, very weird to I me, but it. they record the shows, but then, yeah. but then like they're watching them as they're recording. So it's like, yeah. why are you recording it? <laughs> if you're and just going to watch it. There's, I do like that my parents try. My dad tries to understand Hmm. the internet he doesn't but he tries like he at least tries my poor mom oh i felt so bad i'm sorry this is my last sort of random story about my parents but like it was really awesome um the butterfly affect was in uh la femme uh film festival it was like an la uh women festival for the butterfly affect and we won for best animated film which was so cool um and but basically for the award ceremony i was like hey they like invited us to this award ceremony i think it's important that we go and i sent the link to my mom because i was like it's free like anybody can watch you don't have to be a part of the festival and i just felt so bad because she spent 45 minutes trying to get into the link for the thing and she connected like five minutes after our category had been announced and we had done our speech and I just was like, Mom, I told you not to worry about it if you couldn't get in after, like, 10 minutes. Like, don't spend 40 minutes trying to access this thing. And ugh, I just felt so bad because I, like, you're so helpless when you're far away. And I'm like, I can't help you, Mom. Like, yeah. here's the app link. Like, you do what you're going to do. But I can't, like, and it just sucks because it's like she figured it out eventually. But it's like, yeah. ugh, I don't know. Like, you know this about yourself. Try to connect early. <laughs> like, anyways. Anyways. That's that's my parents. My they try. My grandma's really good at the internet. I don't know. She like my grandma is really good at the internet. She like she like is always one of the first people to sort of like comment or or like refollow or repost stuff that's important that I post on my Facebook. Like she seems to pick it out and know. Like I posted something about a film festival we were in, and like within like 
30 minutes. She had already like reposted the film festival like on her own account and stuff. It's anyways. It's good. My grandma's my grandma's a dope lady. She's sweet. That's good. Mm-hmm. I don't um just as you were talking about that, I realized I don't have any grandparents left. Uh, oh. <laughs> I do. My grandma is still alive, but uh, but uh, nobody's home. So, uh, yeah, it's like uh, I don't think that she ever even really understood what I did for a living. Because, oh, wow. uh, <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's it is such a foreign concept, uh, building websites. Um, yeah, I mean, yeah. Fair. But anyways. I, uh, on that super depressing note, do you want to talk about The Mandalorian? Let's I talk about it. I do. Can we talk just exclusively about Tim- Timothy Oliphant for, like, the next half hour? I mean, that's basically because all there is to talk I about just... in it, because, like, what else happened? No, I, <laughs> the premiere happened, and it is some of the best Star Wars content uh, in years. It's one of the best things that Disney has done since they, they, uh, I got the rights. It's just so fun. Like, what a fun show that is exciting, and they're not, and it's like, it's, it's, it's just a story about a dude that has this baby Yoda and goes around and helps people because he's on a mission to take this baby back. Like, I don't know. And then it's like, this guy's being like, I have a hard time in my town. Can you help me out? And the guy goes, sure, in exchange for this thing. Like, that's like... Straight up, the whole... I just love it. Yeah, he was it's about so to murder great. him in pretty pretty lukewarm I mean, blood about five seconds before that. But but yeah, he does he does like, uh, turn pretty quick and do the right thing. Because yeah. he's... Cause he, yeah, because he does the right thing. And it's I love the moment where he's like, where he's like, we're going to do this in front of the kid? And he's like, he's seen worse. <laughs> and like Timothy Oliphant's yeah. response is like, okay then. <laughs> all, all right, uh, I guess. But it's... But like he... I get that... But he gets it, right? Okay, yeah. so the saddest part about this, I was watching it with my friends here on uh, on Friday, which was awesome, and we were all like really into it. But like they didn't know who Timothy Oliphant was, and mm. it made me really sad. And then I was like, "You guys, don't you watch The Good Place?" And they're like, "Yeah, we watch The Good Place." And I was like, "There's a whole scene with Timothy Oliphant yeah. in it, in which he plays himself." And like we don't remember it. So then you know what the reference that they got? The reference that they got is that he's also in The Office, and he um, yeah. goes on a date with Pam, and then doesn't. Like doesn't call her back, and yeah. they're like, "Oh yeah, that guy." And I was like, "What? How is that what you know him from?" But like honestly, like I know him from like the stuff that where it's like somebody posted this. It's like the like um, the Western cinematic universe of yeah. Timothy Oliphant, in which he just plays like the same Western guy tropes. Yeah, the same guy. Yeah, and it's so great because I for so long I thought that Justified and Deadwood was the same show because <laughs> it kept just showing me pictures of Timothy Oliphant as a cowboy. And but, so I was like, but Deadwood takes place in like the 1800s and he's and, still a cowboy. Yeah, Justified is modern. I didn't find that out until literally Friday when I Googled it so that I could figure out <laughs> wow. why I thought that he was in all of these. Because I, I didn't watch both of those. I, I, it's not like I seek out Westerns to go watch. But I will now. I feel like I want to watch it just for him because he's just so great. Justified's one of those ones that's like been on my list since it started because I do love him so much. He was he was rumored to be in the running for Doctor Strange back <gasps> really in the day. Really interesting. Yeah, it was like uh, the the names that were being thrown around were were Timothy Oliphant, uh, Ewan McGregor, and then Benedict Cumberbatch started huh. to like surface. And obviously, we know how that turned out. But I mm-hmm. uh, but I think he would have been an excellent Doctor Strange. 
I think it would have been really fun to see him alongside Robert Downey Jr., but also at the same time, a little bit too much of the same energy. I was going to say, yeah, they have the same energy. That's probably why yeah. they didn't choose him. Yeah, yeah for No, sure. I think it's absolutely sure. why they didn't choose him. It, it, it bodes well for him, especially now that he's officially in the Disney stable, uh, yeah. being in, in Star well, Wars. And also just like kick, kick, kicking it out of the park, killing it. What is the word that I'm trying to say? He just did yeah. such a good job. In the mantle, oh, like, he crushes so it. He crushes he it. So, so that, good. so that that character existed before this episode of the Mandalorian. The character Cobb Vanth. He comes from a uh, 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 a book series called uh, Star Wars Aftermath. Oh, um, there are three of them. There's it's a trilogy, uh, and he's not a main character in those books. There are some vignettes, like some sort of like asides, uh, in between chapters, where it's like okay. We have our main story with our main characters. Uh, and then every once in a while, because because Aftermath is the first thing that was published uh, post-Disney. Um, I'm not the first thing that was published post-Disney, but the first thing after Return of the Jedi, after the Disney purchase. And it, w- it was published in the lead up to... to the force awakens so it there are these like little vignettes throughout the the books that give you hints at what has been happening in the galaxy one of those things is first of all we're going to talk about this episode of the mandalorian if you haven't watched it by now i don't know why you listen to me talk about anything on the internet we're not friends i don't like you you can stop listening I don't think I'm going to alienate any of our listeners by saying that because... You alienated uh, me a little bit. I don't know. Sometimes I just don't get around to watching stuff as fast as you do. This is not one of those things that you can screw around with. We're going to talk about The Mandalorian and I'm not going to avoid spoilers. Okay. I, I, so in, in the Aftermath books, it's very very clearly implied it's not explicit but it is implied that boba fett is still alive but also that somebody else has his armor um and in fact it's confusing because it's implied that maybe multiple people have his armor or multiple people have had his armor so there might be so this this is this is and because I think this will all be pertinent to to the Mandalorian going forward, I don't think this is the last time that we'll see this character this season. I think that we're coming back to Tatooine at some point. I say that because next week, like this this coming week's episode, we're not on Tatooine anymore. So when Mando drives off back towards his ship, he leaves Tatooine and goes to another planet. Um, there's no like maybe we'll see him getting on his ship and leaving, but I doubt it. I think that we're gonna start wherever he is next. Um, but showing Boba and, and, and some people are going to tell you that like, oh, people are speculating that that's Boba. That's Boba Fett. There's no way that, that, that Tamara Morrison at the end of that episode is not Boba Fett. He's not a different clone. He's not another character. He's Boba Fett. Because it's like, it's the beautiful part of that is that you had a Mandalorian that wasn't actually a Mandalorian and, but then you actually did have a Mandalorian in that episode. Okay. But here's the thing. Oh. Boba Fett's not a Mandalorian. Oh. Okay. First off, Jango Fett was was uh, like like uh, exiled from the Mandalorian culture um, long before he became the the clone template. And Boba's not. He's a clone. He's not. He's not 
he's not genetic. Like, like he's not, I don't know. Like, like there's, there's a weird thing there of like, yeah, he's a clone of somebody who is of Mandalorian descent, but like, what is he? He's a clone. But right? isn't, but isn't that the whole thing with the, with the current Mandalorian? What's the current Mandalorian's name? What's the Mandalorian's Din. name? Yeah. Din. But is that like, he's also not. Yes. Like, but, but. There's a difference between somebody who takes on the creed and somebody who actively uh, 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 goes against the Mandalorian way. And Boba Fett does not follow the Mandalorian way. Okay. So there's a so there's an interesting dynamic there of, and I think this is what's gonna one of the things that's gonna come back is that Cobb Vanth. Mm-hmm as much as he takes the helmet off and obviously like it instantly pisses off Din, like he's like, uh, excuse me. <laughs> like right. and that's yeah. the, it's the first sign that like, Oh, Cobb's not a Mandalorian. It doesn't mean that Cobb can't become a Mandalorian, right? Like if he were to take up the creed, then he could become a Mandalorian. He could train and he could, he could follow that way. Right. Boba isn't and doesn't and will not and there and it's going to be an interesting encounter when the two when these two characters cross paths because boba fett is in terms of the the like our experience of of discovering mandalorians he's the first one right he's the he's the the prototypical mandalorian except that as the story of of mandalore has developed over the years we've discovered that actually Mandalore is a much more complex culture than what was presented in the character of Boba Fett, both in the movies and in, in expanded universe material, right? It's, it's way more complicated. And in fact, uh, there's a whole pacifist side to Mandalore. There is, there are people who are just straight up warriors, um, but that live by like a strict honor code that Boba doesn't follow. Uh, and then there, then there are people who fall in between that are both artists and warriors, like they're they're pacifist artist warrior, uh, uh, and they're not, but they're not mercenaries, right? Um. It, and and Din is a bounty hunter, but he's not a mercenary, right? Okay. He I mean, he hunts he hunts yeah. bounties, but he's not just a gun for hire, right? Like you can't just get him to like go murder somebody. He's not an assassin. He's not a mercenary. Well, right. I feel like if you manipulate him enough. Uh, I mean, like, if, if push comes to shove, he will kill if he has to. But especially over the course of the first season, one of the things is that you see him going away from that Oh, lifestyle. no, he doesn't. But he sets it up so that somebody else will kill him. Like, straight up in the beginning of this episode, right? He, like, leaves that dude to die. Oh, for sure. Yeah, yeah. He the, he He's not... His, his, his moral code is not altogether... He's not a Jedi, Right. So he doesn't have to like he's he's not he doesn't have to worry about the light side or the dark side. But at the same time, that that character sealed his own fate. Right. right. Yeah. Bo, Bo, uh, sorry, not Boba. Din gave him the option. He was like, you can just tell me. And right. he's and he was like, no, we're going to do this. And he's like, OK, then everybody in this room's going to die. <laughs> like he was basically like he warned him of like, like you don't like you don't don't push this because if you push this there's only one way that it turns out and by the end of it it's like yeah but that there's also in terms of like 
from a storytelling perspective and from like the mythic perspective that character like he he got what he deserved right like that 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 character if, if you listen to to the backstory there like he's been luring in mandalorians murdering them and taking their beskar to sell right. it yeah, 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 yeah. Right, like, like uh, he the bad absolutely. Guy, I get it. Yeah, like he, it. he absolutely. Uh, it's what Din did wasn't. It wasn't revenge. It was justice, right? Uh, by right. by the by the Mandalorian code, right? Like by by the code that he lives his life by. That was that was a totally just action. Um, it was an execution for sure, like a hundred percent. Like he knew that guy was gonna die the second he shot that light. But he was justified in doing it because this, if he allowed him to live, he would have just continued uh, killing Mandalorians who are at this point like an endangered species sort of thing, right? So uh, from a moral perspective, he's, t- he's, he's in the clear. But like, like Boba is different. Like Boba, if you told Boba, go kill that guy, here's, here's however many credits, he'd do it. Like no questions asked, right? Like, okay. I like he doesn't have a he doesn't have a moral code and he is uh he's he's also on top of that he's he's kind of a douchebag <laughs> like if you go back into clone wars and and you see uh boba immediately after attack of the clones but like between attack of the clones and revenge of the sith um he's a he's a he's a little juvenile delinquent douchebag <laughs> like he's not he's not a likable character in those stories um and and obviously there's a lot of growth between then and 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 the adult that we see in Empire, but I uh, but at the same time I uh, I don't know I don't think that I don't think he would have changed that much. Um, so I it's going to be interesting to see that character come back, and and my hope is that when we see that character come back, that we're going to uh, we're going to actually see uh, see Din return the armor to Cobb. Because, because if you like, if you look at everything that they did throughout the episode, oh yeah, no, that makes sense. That would be nice. He, yeah. I think that Cobb earned the right to wear the armor, um, and and I think that especially like because at the end when he when he says like I hope we cross pa- cross paths again, if they do cross paths again and it involves Boba and and Cobb stands up against Boba on Din's side. Right. He will have, he'll have thrown in with the Mandalorians, right? Interesting. At which yeah, point okay. it's like, if you want to, you can, you can join us. You can become a Mandalorian. Right. Okay. Um, and, and I, for one, would love to see that. I would love to see Cobb Vanth become uh, uh, like a, because, because he is a very heroic character. Like he, he's, he, he does it not for like there's a little bit of it obviously he's kind of in it for the glory but uh and for the perks of being the marshal but but like mostly he just wanted to protect his like he's protecting this little town right it's not like he's living in the lap of luxury he's it's still a it's still a a rough life that he's living but he's doing it because it's the right thing to do so he's very like he is very much uh, like he has the heart of a hero so there, there's a there's an element there that I would love to see that come back and and that that in the same way that we saw in the first season he meets these characters and then at the end of the season he has to gather his his posse 
in order oh, yeah, to, to, to win the day, yeah. right? And that's and ultimately like like that community that he forms around him is what does allow him to defeat Moff Gideon, right? right. And 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 get away with the child. So I think that we'll see that. Um I it, like it, the, we haven't even talked about the fact that what they're fighting is a crate dragon. It's basically Godzilla. Um, it's great. And what we see of it is maybe a tenth of the actual creature. I, I, so I, you would, you could be forgiven for mistaking that thing for a sandworm and thinking that it is just a mouth and a body, right? Like, 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 like a, like a worm, right? Yep. yep. But, um, if if recent canon history indicates that thing is uh, uh, about ten times as big as what we saw, and has ten legs, and uh, and most of it like it, it has a very 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 long neck, um, but then a long body with a tail and and two like forearms and then eight legs. Um, and, uh, and yeah, so we saw the top of it and not really the whole thing. Uh, and they, they fought that thing and it was ridiculous. And uh, if Cobb weren't a hero, he would have turned tail at some point, right? And he doesn't. He sticks by Mando the whole time. The only reason that he's not there at the very end of the fight is that Mando hits the jetpack and yeah. he, Makes you know, him go away. Yeah. yeah, moves him out of the way. Yeah. Um, but the the biggest thing to me that indicates that the, that 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 he's a hero and that that he's a character worth revisiting is the 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 fruit thing that 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 they drink that the sand people oh, drink. Oh, that the he then at the end of it he drinks it. At yeah, the end of it he drinks it. That was very it, on purpose. Right? Yeah, and yeah. it's like it's this. This is why I love this show so much. Is that yeah because of the nature of 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 the Mandalorian himself of Din Djarin. And the fact that it's a mask and we don't see his face, so much of what the show says is unsaid. Yeah, it's it. Yeah. There, it's all symbolism. It's all action speaking louder than words, and that is like there's this character growth that happens over the course of the episode that is exemplified in it stinks and then he throws it, and at the end of it he takes it and he drinks it and doesn't say a thing, yeah. right? And, and he doesn't enjoy like, it, right? He's it's not like he's drinking it because he wants to. He literally is just like he it's his growth, yeah. Throughout. Yeah. Um and and it shows that there's hope for Tatooine as a community that they with Cobb Vanth as as a representative, as a leader, uh, for the, the colonizers, right? Uh, they yeah. they there's actually hope that this indigenous group and these this colony can actually learn to coexist and if you went back to the way that that tuscans are referred to in a new hope when we first see them or even going back into the the prequel trilogy when we see them shooting at the pod race i mm-hmm. uh, you know like they, they're they're depicted generally as savages right like uh, i did my quote fingers i did, but i was talking about the colonizer even the colonization words around them right because they're tuscan yeah. raiders and sand people right where it's yeah. like Ugh, I don't know. I, just, I know, and it's. Uh, yeah. I do my best not to use the term "sand people" because it mm-hmm. is a derogatory term in universe. Mm-hmm. Like it's it's meant to be, and so it's like when whenever that sort of gets used, 
um, I have a joke that I used to say, uh, which I, I don't know if I came up with it. I can't find a source for it. So I think I might've actually made it up, but if I, <laughs> if somebody can actually give me the source on it, then I am totally willing to concede that I didn't come up with this myself. But I, but whenever somebody says the sand people, I go, excuse me, please, Tuscan Americans. <laughs> I, but I, I actually talked to on Twitter, I, I, uh, John Jackson Miller, I think, is the author. He wrote the Kenobi novel, um, which I, which is about Obi Wan in the the like year after he's come to Tatooine after he's delivered Luke to to Owen and Beru, right? So right after Revenge of the Sith, and there's a bunch of it where he interacts with the with the Tuscans and and. Um, essentially like stops a, 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 a war between a, a, an outpost and, and, a, and a group of Tuscans. And uh, something was coming up about, I think it might've been around Mandalorian last season. And, and I was writing something and I was like, what, like, I wonder if they have a word in their language for their people because if they do i want to start using that instead of using the term tuscan raiders because tuscan raiders is better than sand people but how much better yeah 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 and he responded to my tweet i was was like if anybody knows it's going to be it's going to be john jackson miller because he had obviously would have had to research it for his book uh and he responded and was like the story is actually that they got the name um, the 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 nomenclature Tuscan Raider comes from the fact that like like way back like thousands of years ago, um, before A New Hope, they overran a, a Fort Tuscan, and uh-huh. and um, and so they were given that name like oh the Tuscan Raiders, uh, and so they actually like they prefer to be called Tuscan Raiders because it's a symbol of their fight against colonizers, like against their oppressors. Huh. So they actually like, they own it as, as like, like a, a, yeah, we're the Tuscan Raiders and you better be afraid of us because this is our planet, not yours. Right. So I, so just like sort of like in universe backstory, um, to sort of like, like, uh, uh, give an idea of what their culture is like. Um, but I love the idea that, they what we see him like i don't even think that din is doing this on purpose it's just in his nature because he's seen so much of the galaxy and he's experienced so many things and because he's a foundling and 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 all of that they because he can communicate with the tuscans and he can communicate with within basic with everybody else he's able to essentially like broker a piece that could turn into like a lasting thing like who knows what this evolves to a hundred years down the road right right because this could be the thing like the moment where it's like oh actually like like these these people can get along right right um i i love that they like his his growth is being passed on to these other communities as he goes through, like passes through their lives. Mm-hmm. Cause we kind of saw that a little bit in, in a different direction with um, the, the uh, episode sanctuary in the first season where he goes to Sorgan and they hire him to defend them against the, the, the Raiders. And he actually ends up like teaching them to defend themselves. Right. Yeah, right. Yeah. 
Which I love that. I do like that episode. So it's like everywhere he goes, he kind of, he's, he, and, and, um, and, oh, what's the name of the, the output? I can't remember the, 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 the town that he gets the original bounty in, right? Mm. Um, like it's, it's slipping my mind right now, but, uh, uh, Navarro, uh, he leaves oh, yeah. Navarro, like, like, I, uh, uh, why can't I think of any of the names right now? Um, Carl Weathers' character, the the guy that okay. gives him the bounty, uh, grief Karga. He he, literally says like you've you've basically like you've gotten rid of the Imperials. Like like it's like the town is better than it's ever been. Like like maybe now we can actually make something of this. Oh um, yeah, yeah yeah yeah. And and the same with like when he comes to to retrieve the child in the first place. Uh, when he leaves there, Quill is like, "Thank you for restoring peace to my valley." It's like it like there's a pattern of everywhere Din goes, he actually leaves it better than how he found it. It, it it's it's really interesting because I don't like. It's not something that I think that we see in a lot of modern stories, but it is a very, like it's it's almost like an Arthurian component like it's like it's a very like uh, like i don't know like a like an old english like like uh like a chaucer knight type of thing right it's like and it's very western as well where it's like like the the stranger comes into town and and by the time that he leaves these resolve their problems but he's just like he's the the shiny armor the the western part like it all kind of combines into one big mythic story surrounding him but but it's just it's nice to have a story about a character who actually i don't know like yeah like some like good stuff actually happens it's not <laughs> the end of the end of the mandalorian is not going to be him all by himself and the love of his life has faded into non-existence and then uh burying his mentor's weapons in the sand uh, you know like like cause the, the end of rise of skywalker is such a bummer yeah like she's alone like like it's like she's not alone alone because she still has your friends but But she she is like like she found this person and then immediately loses him um and has no mentors left and like is just (laughs) on her own and has to figure out saving the galaxy by herself um yeah i don't like that's not where this story is going to end i think that this story is very much going to end with mandalore restored and uh and and building back and and that's a it's nice to have george lucas said like these stories need to be hopeful they're stories for children right Mm -hmm. like that like the lesson to be learned from all of it if you look at at the end of the stories that he told from phantom menace to the end of return of the jedi it's like the end of return of the jedi is very hopeful it's very like like they did it they defeated the bad guys and and the, it's very clear from the last shot of that movie that everything's going to be okay. And then the in order to have a sequel trilogy, everything had to not be okay. But um, but it was okay for a while. It was okay for 30 years, um, kind of, in a way. <laughs> but I'm pleased Anyways. that this is the future. What a, nice, what a nice positive episode we've had today, Mike. Is it? Was pleased. it? I'm very pleased good? To, to just be able to talk about some nerdy things. Mostly, I'm just trying to wrap it up because I'm tired now. <laughs> yeah, daylight I, savings has totally messed with my oh, brain. Oh, <laughs> totally. Toast. I'm toast too, and you can probably hear it in my voice. But I, <laughs> uh, yeah, it, look, I, 
the with the way that the recording schedule is for uh faster more intense and and thunderquack i this is going to be the first show that i do every week after watching the mandalorian on fridays so you guys can expect that i'll talk a lot about the mandalorian i uh, but the the conversation that i'll have uh with 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 uh my my co-hosts on faster more intense every week will be different than the kind of conversation that i have with you because we're in that we're gonna get into like the nitty-gritty of all of the different times that crate dragons have been mentioned in star wars <laughs> and, and you know like seeing it for the first time for you i think it's like like did you were you aware of a crate dragon before this i was story? not aware yeah. of a crate dragon before yeah. the story because i'm a regular human being who uses <laughs> yeah sorry that was so mean <laughs> but yes um yes the first instance of a crate dragon is actually from a new hope. It's the, you remember when three PO walks off after like telling R2 to, and there's a big, off? and there's a big skeleton. There's a big skeleton. Yeah. That's a crate. That's dragon. a crate dragon. Yeah. There you go. You know what? Now I want to say that somebody has once told me that that was a crate dragon skeleton. And I went, that's an indifferent piece of information. That yeah. I that doesn't affect anything. I don't but, need to store that in my brain, yeah. but yeah, that makes sense. Some people cool. might tell you that that's actually the crate dragon that Obi Wan Kenobi defeated. Oh, well, there you go. Sure. That's not that's not necessarily true. I don't think that Obi Wan Kenobi would kill a crate dragon. Uh-huh. But, anyways, uh, yeah, I is that it? That's it. I think that's it. I We're think good? that's all. That's all for me today. I'd like to. Yeah, there's a there's a piece to this beautiful like world in which. This I I'm talking to you from the past and from the future. It's mm-hmm. just like it's just like beautiful that I know that people will not hear this till Friday and some people will hear it on Tuesday and anyways, I hope that you're staying safe, drinking lots of water, existing in the world in a way that makes you feel content and make the world a better place and kinder and 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 yeah. we, and, and we sincerely hope that he's not the well, he'll still be the president until January. Yeah. That's the other piece of bad news that I don't think people think about. But he won't be his. The damage he can do will be limited yeah. <laughs> in the in the next couple of months. So, uh, yeah, let's let's hope that that's the case. Let's hope mm-hmm. that that's where we find ourselves when we record next week. Mm-hmm. That we have good news to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. But everybody, I hope everybody is staying safe. I hope everybody is taking care of themselves if you're listening to this on tuesday in the midst of everything else that's happening um remember to take care of yourself remember that Mm -hmm. uh it's actually it's actually more important that you are okay in the moment than that you are up to date on the news because Mm -hmm. it's not going anywhere Mm -hmm. this is going to be reality for the foreseeable Mm -hmm. future um so yeah cool yeah take breaks from social media that's the important part that's just good advice in general i think is to take breaks from social uh but uh yeah hopefully hopefully by the time we come back we've got positive more positive things to talk about but if we don't Mm -hmm. we'll still have star wars and other geeky stuff Mm -hmm. to talk about so Mm -hmm. uh cool uh well thank you for listening everybody and we will catch you on the next episode Stay safe, everybody. Wash your hands and be kind to one another.
Yeah, don't forget, there's still a pandemic out there, okay? <laughs> yep, that as well. Jeez. Remember that part? The stay safe is different for tomorrow than yeah. it is. Ugh. Follow the Thunderquack Podcast on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook by searching the Thunderquack Podcast. You can support us in three ways. First, by heading to the podcast service of your choice and leaving a rating and review. Second, by going to store.thunderquack.com to pick up some merch from your favorite podcasts. And last but not least, by heading to patreon.com thunderquack to kick in with your monthly pledge of support and get cool rewards like early access, ad-free episodes, and extended episodes. The Thunderquack Podcast is the official podcast of thunderquack.com. Head to thunderquack.com to discover more great podcasts.